0: The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. In the sand. Two guests join us live in a moment. Let's get the background of the proposal and Global's Marnie Blunt. This is how it comes out of the
1: ground. It's called silica sand. It's used in everything from glass to batteries. And a large deposit of it is sitting 200 feet underground in the RM of Springfield which is why Canwhite, a Calgary-based company, is looking to put in an $80 million facility to extract and process the sand.
2: We've experienced 99.9% silica in the deposit here in Vivian without any other processing to it, just clean sand that's coming out. And that puts the deposit here as one of the purest deposits in North America.
1: The project would bring about 50 permanent jobs to the area and support about 250 supply positions.
2: We're very excited, the potential to have uh, dozens
0: of
1: jobs in Springfield. But it's facing strong opposition from some members of the community over the aquifer supplying water to the area and dust particles contaminating the air and potentially causing a deadly disease known as silicosis. Tangie Bell has lived in the area her entire life. She says the project impacts more than just the nearby community. To treat it without the respect that it deserves, that's criminal. This water, um, all the hog producers are on it, cattle producers, agriculture, municipal water supplies are on it. Uh, Even individual people that are on, on their well, individual wells,
0: Two guests join us live on 680 CJOB. The Chief Operating Officer with Can White Sands is Brent Bullen. Janine Gibson is also with us. She has some big reservations about the project. Brent Bullen, let's begin with you. Address the concerns that uh, some of the critics here have about water and the amount of water that it's taking and the pollution that might result from this proposal.
2: Oh, Thank you, Richard. There's uh, a lot of misinformation that has been... Uh, brought about this project and it's actually been overstated Uh, we've only made an application for a facility to actually uh, process the sand and uh, screen it in the uh, process of extracting the sand once we bring it to surface in a slurry we move it in a 15 percent slurry in a closed loop recycled water to the facility and that's been incorrectly construed as the processing amount Um, when we bring the water and the sand to surface we're actually able to bring slurry to surface Uh, while leaving the water back in the reservoir. So the uh, exposure to the reservoir for taking water is what we're, our goal is what's called a net zero and that's to leave the water in place and just deal with the sand. The sand itself has extremely high uh, purity and has very minimal mineralogy and does not contain the mineralogy that has uh, been compared incorrectly to other properties within Manitoba because we're in the higher lens called the Carmen Lens, and that's a very clean sand. And the uh, mineral issues are actually in the Black Island. So um, we have studies being done and conducted by some of the largest and expert professional firms in Canada. And we have obligated ourselves and are committed to bring those to public. Uh, They're just not finished yet. And so a lot of the information that is being disseminated is actually being brought up through social media and by individuals who aren't qualified to make the assertions that they're making.
0: Janine Gibson, Mr. Bullen is basically saying that uh, you are working uh, on assumptions and not accurate information. How do you respond to that?
3: Well, thank you so much for having us here today, Richard. I'm a professional verification officer who's trained in sample collection and risk analysis and we have actually taken samples from the site where they have been leaving the piles uncovered over the winter. So even though they've been exposed to wind and rain over the winter, we still got a uh, a 0.47 percent iron content. And everyone who knows uh, that area, I myself grew up in Springfield, still live in Hanover. We know that there's uh, iron pyrite in that area that's affecting the water. Many local residents have iron uh, residue that shows that when the air that Can White plans to pump down into the aquifer re- uh, reacts with the leaching of the um, Uh, shale and and sand there, it releases an acid that will release the heavy metals into the water. Many of the wells in the Enola area already have near maximum levels of arsenic. So even with the system that they're proposing, as soon as they pump the air down to push up the sand and water, it's going to cause leaching of heavy metals into the water. So we definitely think that this deserves a Clean Environment Commission hearing and should have federal impact assessment, because the aquifer they're going into, the Winnipeg Formation, impacts out of the province. It impacts South Dakota, Minnesota, Montana, so this is a much larger scale than Can White is presenting. To, Im- you know, to imply that we don't have accurate information is disrespectful, because we do. We think they are not presenting actual, actual information. Their EAP, which the deadline for commenting on is today at Jennifer Windsor dot uh Jennifer dot windsor at gov.mb.ca. We urge your listeners to call because Canwhite wants to make profit from poison and we're saying no, you may not do that in Manitoba. We value Brent, water quality here. Brent Bullen, COO of Canwhite, I'll let you respond to that.
2: Well, it's um it's a lot to respond to. I mean When we go through a sampling, we actually go through a custodial chain and uh, documentation and our labs are all accredited that do the work and we disclose the mineralogy and the um, actual uh, components of the sand. So, you know, it's unfortunate we have a disagreement on that. The experts and firms that we employ uh, give us a a summary and uh, their names are on all of our reports and that's uh, produced uh, to the government uh, and the bodies to look at. You know, I think that the the fact that, um, you know, I mean no disrespect to anybody. And, you know, we feel that we need to be keepers of the land and the water. And we respect all the stakeholders that have a position in that. You know, the biggest concern we have is we've seen volumes of water calculated at an extraction. And people are saying that we bring up 15% sand and 85% water. And that's just simply not true. I mean, our extraction process is being brought to the public through a different... Uh, EAP application so everybody can actually see it but the the, the overstatement of, of water is just not correct.
3: Mr. Bolin, why are you doing it in a stage licensing process where you're applying for the facility permit before the bore mining process? It seems really rather disrespectful to democracy to apply for the processing plant before you apply for the bore mining process to get the sand up.
0: Alright, Miss Gibson, go ahead Mr. Bolin.
2: Um, well, the reason we broke it into two is, you know, from day one when we actually came up with the very first uh, public meeting that we had, and we've had three, one we had to do through virtual because of COVID, but we've always said when we have more information, we'll bring it to, to the stakeholders for them to review, and we've done that. We actually felt it was proper to bring the facility forward because there's a very long lead time in just dealing with just the site prep and the, and the work on the site. I mean, it, the site itself would not be proceeding in its full intent without the extraction process being properly vetted. So we felt it was very reasonable that the public would have an opportunity to comment on the extraction and and the point of extraction. Now, we're willing to take the financial risk of starting the groundwork because, you know, there's only a limited cycle of time that we can work because there's periods of time where we cannot work because of bird migration, harvesting berries you know we recognize and, and respect all the other interests in the land and the, and the land stakeholders so that gives us a very small window to go in and actually do some of the small amounts of uh of work that has to be done to put this facility in place you know it, it is a large investment and we just felt it was a a functionality to get that when we were ready to present it to the public to present it you know the unfortunate part of it is so much focus has been put on The extraction process and the information that's been disseminated is not from our company. I mean, it's from assumptions, from individuals making assumptions. And all we've ever asked is for an opportunity to have our experts, who we've retained and have we regard and feel they're probably going to be regarded as one of the top experts in Canada for doing the regional water study and and the work on, on the actual reservoir, let our experts present. You know, we haven't had that opportunity yet. We're going through the process that we've been asked to follow. And we would like everybody to just have a chance to look at it, but we just, we need to be able to
3: present
2: it right now. We
0: have 30 seconds remaining. I'll let you both very quickly answer this. It's clear you're not going to uh, agree on this. Is there an independent body who can look at the safety of this that you could both agree on, Janine?
3: Yes, there should be a federal impact assessment and a Manitoba Clean Environment Commission hearing. Each of their three presentations has had different information. So, yes, they present, yes, Ken White's presenting information, but there's contradictions and changes, and we really feel the EAP has not been done well, and there should be a joint EAP for the facility and the mining process. Thank you. Well, Brent, uh, respect, same question.
2: Respectfully I, respectfully, I disagree. I think that um, we have a high transparency on the paperwork that has been presented. We're being confused by public opinion and people who are writing opinions who aren't experts to do so, and all we've ever asked is for people to actually look at the facts and not the myths and all these assumptions because we're being improperly compared. And we're following the process. I mean, people elect a government, they elect a body, they elect people to do jobs, there's procedures. This We're not the first company to invest in Manitoba. We're following all the procedures. We do everything that we're asked of us. And we feel at the end of the day, we can be a good neighbour, we can be a good custodian to the land, we can treat it with respect, and we can respect all the stakeholders All we ask is for a little respect to actually look at what we have for data, scientific data, the actual facts, and please don't make a a summary judgment on us by representations made by people who have no knowledge of our extraction process and are incorrectly calculating water consumption.
0: Brent Bullen is Chief Operating Officer of Can White Sands. Janine Gibson is opposed to the Can White Mining Plan, both joining us live here on 680 CJOB. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.